Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Happy Self Podcast, where we talk all things happiness from both a professional and a personal point of view. I'm Tracy Fox, an NYU certified life coach and author of four books on happiness. You can find out more about me at tracyfox.net. Along with my co-host, Kara Duncan, we invite you to sit back, laugh, listen, and learn as you discover your happy self. Okay, so today we're talking self-worth. And the reason we're talking self-worth is because I've just had a week of clients who, even with everything at the bottom line, they keep saying, Tracy, I just don't feel that I have value at the bottom line. I don't feel my value. And I also don't know how to find my value. And so we're dedicating this episode to what is self-worth and how exactly can you claim your own level of it. That's what I was just going to say. What is self-worth? Is like, is that different than self-esteem? I think people, I certainly get confused. Like is self-esteem different than self-worth, different than self-loved, you know, like. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to explain. So there's a lot of words out right there. There's self-esteem, there's self-compassion, self-acceptance, self-respect, self-confidence, self-love, self-care, on and on. And that all goes within that umbrella. And they all goes under the umbrella. But self-esteem is really what you think and feel and believe about yourself. And self-worth is recognizing that I am greater than all those things. It's kind of a deep knowing that I have value at, at the most core level, that I'm lovable, that I have worth, and this is necessary to my life. Do you know, it's funny because I, a lot of those components I understand, but then I think, do I really, do I really think about my self-worth? Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, do Mm -hmm. I really think every day, Hmm, I'm valuable and I'm this and that I, well, I don't know that you would think that, but I think if you didn't have it, you would spend a lot of time. Okay. On that. Kind of the, yeah. So if you don't have it, you're thinking about right, it. Right. Cause it's lack in your it's life. And we, oh, we yeah, always yeah. focus on what we don't have. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, so there it is. Okay. Amen to that. So how do most people uh, value themselves or look at the yardstick of how they're valuable? And of course the first thing that, and I'm not saying these are right, but this is what people do. The first thing is appearance. Okay. They look around and they think, wow, you know, how, how large am I? Do I need to lose weight? They do the whole weight thing. Then the, the, their clothing, all of that. Um, and what kind of attention they receive from other people. A lot of people judge their self-worth on how they look, their size, their weight, all of it. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a, been a big thing in my life, you know, from, mm-hmm. from a childhood all the way through now and, and what a journey I've had on that. And, you know, I placed a lot of value on that to myself. I didn't, it wasn't, I'm sure I was affected. Uh, well, not, I can guarantee you I was affected by the response of other people. Uh, you know, I was bullied quite honestly when I was younger and so forth. And so I have a lot of s- stories that point to that, but that really had a lot to do with my self-worth. And where are you today versus where you used to be? Like, how did you make that journey? Well, from? quite on, you know, you, a, lot, a lot of people know my journey, but, um, you know, I have lost weight now and um, feel really good about myself. And it, it's my husband always says it's, it wasn't so much my physical as it was my mental right. change. So. Right. Because there's a lot of people who are bigger and have larger clothes or whatever, and they have great self-worth. So it's not really about that, right? It's all in your head and, and how you know, you're judging it, it yourself. And it, it was a journey for me because there was certainly times in my life and big chunks of time in my life when I was that person shopping in the big stores and just trying to do my best to look and feel my best for me. So right. I did that whole thing too. And there is nothing wrong with being large and in charge. I can guarantee you if that's truly okay for you. And 
for 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 many years it was okay for me and then it wasn't so and it's also never it's not just about size right it's, it could be about your hair color it could be about your skin your it could skin, be about right. a, a lot your your tall short wide big it so could be curly a lot of hair things. short right. you all know we all know that different right. yeah okay so that's not a good way to find self-worth okay two net worth right and a lot of people do judge their self-worth on their net worth and this means not only how much money do i make but what you know possessions Status, do i own yeah. Yeah, and financial assets, all of that. That we are, we do judge each other on that, and so a lot of people struggle in that area too. Yeah, I think you know that's kind of the American dream. Is I mean, a lot of people do look at what you have as it shows your success, right? And as we all know, yes, money does make things easier in life, but it certainly doesn't, you know, doesn't take away illness and and, and other hardships. But and it also, it also, I again coach a lot of people who have a lot of money and they don't have any uh, self worth. So those two things are not connected. Yeah, right. Even though, even we, though we, we, think they, yeah, exactly. we think they're connected. Exactly. All right. The third thing people sort of think that their self worth is based on is their social circle. Who are they hanging out with? In terms of status, are they invited to the right parties? Are do they know people of influence? Are they a person of influence? that a lot of people get their self-worth from their social circle. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think if you you personally don't feel that way, I'm sure you can look at other people in your life or that, you know, who do feel that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and that's a terrible, it, it is a, not a good way to, well, again, because again, that comes and goes. Sometimes yeah, just, you're invited to the right party and sometimes you're not. I was just so going to say, you're chasing that, that tail constantly. Yeah. The fourth thing is, what do you do? What, what career do you have? And how are you doing at that career? Are you getting the promotion? Are you getting the raise? Do people see you as value, valuable, whether you're the janitor or whether you are the CEO? And of course, we know that people probably value the CEO more than they value the janitor. Yeah. I mean, of course they shouldn't because. Right, right, right. But you're saying, you're just saying, yeah. What, what people tend to do, I guess. And then the last one is what do you achieve, right? We're, we're very much an achievement society. How do you, how do you do on tests? Did you make the, the team? What college do you go to? Um, all the achievements, achievements, you know, what, what are you doing for a job? What kind of car do you drive? Where do you vacation? All of that stuff. People base their self-worth on those things. And of course, none of these things are going to give you true self-worth because it's not based on yourself. It's based on concepts of what other people are seeing. So eventually we're going to get to, you're going to tell us what is our self-worth instead of like what we tend to look at. Right. Okay. And we're going to make that transition by talking about a book by David Brooks called The Road to Character that I suggest everybody reads. And I'm just going to take the whole book and get it down to hone it down into kind of one basic concept. And he talks about resume virtues versus eulogy virtues. And of course, resume virtues are all oh. the things we just talked about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most people do judge themselves on that. They like to talk about those things. They take pride in those things, what they own, where they go, who they hang out with, all of it. And he says, but if you notice as much as value as we put on that, when you go to a funeral, um, and you really listen, maybe they give a minute to that he was the CEO or she drove mm. this or she gave to this college or whatever. But the rest of the time is about the eulogy virtues, that they were a kind and compassionate person, that they had a good sense of humor, that they were the person that included them when no one else would. And he says, it's interesting because at the end of the day, we all know at a core level, even if we're not conscious of it, that eulogy virtues are what's truly, truly important because that's what we discussed at a funeral. That is so great. And I have heard that as soon as I was going, oh yeah, I know where you're going with that. Um, 
it is so true. It's one of those things in life. We've heard it, but we have to really, you know, try to hone in on that because we tend to think, oh yeah, that's, that's good. I, I want to be remembered this way opposed to this way, but then we kind of just chug along, but you know, right. It's kind of like, I think that's a, a brilliant way to say eulogy opposed to resume. I think that's well, and it became very evident to me during the, we had those, I don't remember a couple of years ago when uh, we had the Bush funeral and the McCain funeral kind of back to back. And I remember even Henry Kissinger got up when he was talking about Bush and he said, you know, he had all these great things, president and, you know, served and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, the reason I value him as a person and he was one of my best friends was because of his sense of humor, because he mm. always was warm and friendly and happy to see me and always made me feel good about myself and all his charitable endeavors. And that is That's, so fascinating yes. that even on at that level of achievement, mm. the thing that his deep friends remembered him for were none of the achievements. It was about the simple stuff. It is so true. Right. Right. I love that. Right. That, that's exactly. And again, that goes back to how do you really want to be remembered and also live your life? Right. I mean, well, yeah. And it go, yeah. And it goes back to how are you going to define your value? Right. Is your value based on whether you made the A basketball team and, and you got the great job or it, are you, is your true value right. about what you're contributing to this world in terms it, of because of course virtues. all those those accomplishments are important yes. because they shape who you are you learn things from them but it's not at the end of the day what you're really taking away or leaving as your mark i guess is well exactly and so yet yeah, you want those things but maybe you don't want to lead with those things yeah right. okay <laughs> okay so that then brings us to okay great um i'm hearing you i'm understanding you listening audience but how do i develop a core self-worth and I think the first thing is you have to make a decision that you're going to know yourself and advocate for yourself. And I say this all the time in coaching. Most people don't really know themselves. They haven't taken the time. You're busy living. You get up, you react, you go. There's something about taking some time to get to know yourself. What do you value about yourself? And then advocate for those things because we are all very unique creatures and we all have things that are of great value and importance but we have to know what they are and we have to let those things shine if we want to have a uh, true and meaningful self-worth yeah i think it makes me think of trying to um live in the moment and be really present because you were saying you know we just kind of go on and on and it's true we wake up we brush our you know brush our teeth and we get dressed and we out the door and we got the coffee and we're on to our next thing and i just um was reading something the other day and it was it was actually from the library it was a um a virtual session and somebody had sent me the uh copy of it and one of the th one of the things on there was it was all about being mindful mm -hmm. and um and in it was even in term talking about brushing teeth how automatic we do that and it was just about taking the time to feel the sensation and the only reason i'm throwing that in is just i made me think when you said yeah, how we just we get up we go we you know we're not really thinking all the time about our, our worth and, and what we're contributing. We're just kind of going on our normal. Right. So I think the first thing you can do is just take a moment, take a weekend, take a journal, go to the beach, sit, sit in your backyard, wherever you are, and take a moment and really look at who you are and what value you believe you have. Because self-worth is about what you value, not what the rest of the world values. Mm. All right. And then that brings us to number two, which is while you're doing that, make a list of all the things that you do do well. 
not only in terms of skill sets, but also in terms of, am I a charitable, you know, what we just talked about, but really get clear about it so you can start to own it and know it at a deeper level. Like if I can compassion and honest and, and right. Right. Yeah. Well, any of it. All right. Three is then this is really important to identify and challenge your negative beliefs. And we've talked about this many times on the podcast. Most people are walking around with a slew of negative mm -hmm. thoughts and beliefs about themselves. And just constant tapes. Yep. Constant tapes. And they're ruminating on them and they don't know how to stop them. And one of the ways you stop them is to challenge them. So write them down. I think I'm ugly. I think I'm selfish. Whatever you think that your negative belief system is and then see if they're true or not. And if they're not true, great. Get them off the list. And if they are true, that's okay too, because we all have our bad stuff. And then decide if there's something you want to do about it. If you're selfish, make a decision. You know what? Maybe this week I'll try to be somebody that goes out of my way to be charitable. Yeah, that's not something I want. That's not what I want to be. Yeah. Right. And so you have the power to change it. And that's very powerful in terms of your self-worth. All right. The fourth thing is focus on progress, not perfection. This is a big one for a lot of people. We're all very results oriented. And that, and of course, then we value ourselves based on results, not based on the progress we're making towards the result. I have heard that sentence so much lately in, in a lot of different groups that I've been attending. And uh, it is to me a very powerful statement because I think we tend not to look at the fact that we are, are stepping forward, that we are making progress. Even if it's, I took five minutes today and I really thought about that trait of mine that I, I don't like, and I'd like to improve it, whatever, you know, that's something I didn't do yesterday, you right. know, and it's something I'm thinking about changing and moving forward. I love, I love that. Right. Cause you can build on that. If you're focused on results, then you're always behind. Cause you're like, well, I didn't meet that result. I didn't meet that result. If you so focus we, on the progress, then yes, you're a winner. You're it. a winner at all times. And all we, right. We like that. Number five, take care of your health. And this really is important because if you are not eating right and you are drinking too much and you are sleeping too much or, or whatever enough, it is, yeah. yeah, it's, it is hard to feel good about yourself and work on your self-worth when physically you are drained. Right. I, I'm, I'm laughing because we, that's like something we have ingrained in our children. You have to be rested, fed, you know, it, it, your body just needs that. Right. I mean, and it needs that. And if your body is sluggish, so is your mind. That certainly for me. I, so you know, so if well I'm said. feeling blah, it's it's me usually physically first, and then you know, then your emotions start going the wrong way too. All right, number six, accept personal responsibility. And mm. the reason I added this one to the list is because I know from coaching that so many people who have low self worth can also um, show up as victims in their life. And victims in terms of, I don't have anything, I don't have any power to do anything about this. It is what it is. Um, it's the other person's fault. There's a whole storyline there, which is not helpful to knowing your own self-worth. So I say do the opposite. Take personal responsibility for the results in your life. Fine. Here I am, whatever it is. And then look to what you can do about it. Because if you don't take responsibility, you're left in the position, I have no power. And if you're in a position of, I have no power, then of course you can't move forward. So, so sort of looking back to, right. Is that where, you know, looking yeah, back, this at is where, where I am. How did I get here and what can I do to change it or making amends? If that, if that's something, yeah. all of it, mm -hmm. all of it. So take personal responsibility. And then the last one, and of course we know, we all know this, but we got to actually do it, which is stop comparing yourself to other people, okay. right? Because we can all look around. Somebody's always wealthier, prettier, smarter, uh, <laughs> right? happier, happier, whatever More it confident. is. Right. Yeah. I mean, 
again, I don't know if this comes with age, but yeah, that's just got to be left behind because, you know, I, a little bit with age comes a little bit more wisdom. And that is just something I can guarantee has not served me well. Well, and it goes all the way back to, to have true self-worth. You have to understand that you are unique yes. and, you know, perfectly uh, designed human being for, for, for you, for you and your destiny in this lifetime. And so are other people. And so it doesn't make any sense to compare yourself to someone else. And we are all so, so different anyway. I mean, we all have some, you know, similar things, but really you could line up 10 of your friends and they're all so different. Of course you have something, some commonality, right? but that's why they're friends. But it's, it's quite amazing sometimes if you really start to look at two or three friends and look at the differences that you have, which are also something to be celebrated. But all right, let me just go over the seven things so we, they, people have it as a, a tight list here that they can work on. Make a decision to believe in yourself is number one, advocate for yourself. Number two, make a list of all the things you do well and start to be proud of that. Three, identify and challenge your negative beliefs. Four, focus on progress, not perfection. Five, really take care of your physical health. Six, accept personal responsibility for where you're at and decide to do something about it. And seven, stop comparing yourself to other people. You are a divine gift um, and you have your own destiny to, to fulfill. So focus on all the good things you bring to this lifetime. I love that, Tracy. That's that, Those are powerful. I have some uh, questions if you're ready. Yep. Okay. Mary P. from Paris, France. <laughs> Who'd have thunk we are international, <laughs> but we are. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, love your podcast. Can you give me the best resource for my daughter who is suffering from low self-esteem? I guess that book you just said would be. Well, I have a couple of books. So first of all, I will tout my own book, Happy Self. It is really, I go through the stages of, you know, you have to, about being happy is about, again, believing in yourself. What, what, what do you want to do with this lifetime? Life is a one-time gift, right? And you've got to use it well. I start the book with that. And so this really will take you through the process. And I do a whole chapter on thinking and everything starts with thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, you as the mother can give her all the compliments in the world, but if she doesn't believe it herself, it doesn't matter. It will bounce right off of her. She really needs to do the work to find herself, know herself and love herself. So that's a great book. There's a wonderful book by Brene Brown called The Gift of Imperfection. Mm. Um, and I think that is helpful if your daughter likes to read. Does she have a, is that, does she have a podcast? Uh, pod yeah, she has a great TED Talk on TED Talk. Too. So yeah. if your daughter is more of a, a listener and mm -hmm. an audio person or a visual person, you can YouTube anything Brene Brown yeah. will help with. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Tracy. Uh, Peter J. from Savannah, Georgia. Can you explain how low self-esteem affects relationships? Mm. Well, I mean, I'll start with that because obviously if you don't feel good about yourself, then who are you going to hang out with? Yeah. You're going to hang out with people who tell you that because we all align with what we believe about ourselves. So if you don't believe you're worthy, you're going to be very comfortable around people who tell you you're not worthy. And that is very toxic. And that is why people stay in bad relationships and put up with, you know, partners and or friends that don't, you know, put them at a higher level. True. That's totally true. But she's also saying like, or he's saying like, how does it affect relationships? Well, think about it. If you're feeling down and, and not so great about yourself, you're not bringing a lot of good energy to that relationship. That too. Right? Yeah. Incredibly important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, Krista M. Marin County, California. I have found that doing charitable endeavors helps my self-esteem. Is there any science behind that? 
Well, I mean, I think the science is whenever you're doing something that you feel good about and you're and you're good at or you feel good about doing, you do produce dopamine. We've talked about that on the show as well. And dopamine is the neurotransmitter that controls feelings of well-being. So anytime you produce dopamine, you're going to feel better. That's the science behind it. But I also think there, there's common sense behind that as well. Yeah. And we just talked to, we just talked about, you know, um, some of the traits that you have in for your self-worth, you know, compassion and 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 giving and being there for somebody. And so that makes sense that you would feel better doing that. Absolutely. And and tis the season, right? I mean, mm, right. And so, give with a gracious heart. Give know? with a gracious heart. That's a great way to end that podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please remember to subscribe and let your friends know about the Happy Self Podcast. We're doing good work here, and we're so appreciative of the listening audience and all the questions. Stay safe. All right. Take it easy.